A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. I just came to say hello. That, 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 that. Remember that one? Wow, that was like what, 2010, 2011? The song of the summer. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host of J Rod Concerts, the podcast, this and every episode. Do you have a favorite song of the summer? Maybe this year? Something we should know? You can always email it to us. Jamie at jrockconcerts.com. Um, always here to help the community, always here to take suggestions. So make sure to um, email us with your feedback. We, we love it when you do. And uh, suggestions, Jamie at jrockconcerts.com. But how is everybody doing, huh? Everybody having a good summer? Have a great guest for you today. Katie Boak, ladies and gentlemen. Great actor, great singer, great songwriter. She's got a voice that is earthy, cosmic. Kind of ancient in a way, magical, whimsical, from another world. Very accomplished. She was uh, the lead role of Wendy in the Tony-nominated Broadway revival of Spring Awakening. Kicked ass. She was on, you know, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Uh, raved about all over the place. Uh, been an artist her whole life. And her new album, Calico, which is out now, captures the arc of maturing relationships. From naivete and illusion to self-love and sovereignty, and uh, it's really powerful. I think all of us that have our that have been in love, that have had our heart broken, and all the ups and downs are gonna love it. So make sure to tune it in. Calico uh, by Katie Boak. It's out now, but this is a wonderful conversation. I think you guys will love it. And uh, for more on Katie Boak, visit www.katieboakmusic.com. Boak is spelled B-O-E-C-K. Uh, let's get on with it, and welcome to J Rod Concerts the podcast with Katie Boak. Katie Boak, look at you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, yeah. Thanks thanks for coming in here, Katie. Obviously, you know, your new album, Calico, is out now. A wonderful, wonderful album, Katie. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, you know, the thing about you, Katie, and I was thinking about this, is that, like, here you are, you know, at Nipomo High School, right? Class of 2006. You know, and you have a calling into the arts, Katie, like acting, music. You have this creative fire inside of you. You're like a creative firepower. You know, you're acting <laughs> in, in, in plays like, you know, Pirates of the Pensions, and, you know, you still manage to graduate with honors in all this. Yeah. You know, don't you look back at those days, Katie, and you think to yourself, man, how was I able to manage being a teenager, being popular, you know, studying the Robin Metric, you know, be an actress, sing, and keep it all so like together in my life. That's kind of amazing, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was always such a type A kid and I was really ambitious growing up. And I was like, yeah, I managed to juggle all of that um, seemingly without any, you know, like I never felt tired or I had, you know, I had, I had a lot of ambition and it's funny now as an adult in my, my mid thirties, 
it's enough if I just like get through a few emails and like, you know, it's like, I'm like, whoa, you know, things, I feel like I sort of shifted in my adult life to being a bit more type B, but I'm, I'm also okay with it. I feel like I prioritize rest and I have like a a lot more of like a holistic balance with my life. But yeah, back then I was definitely like, I was just really gung ho about all the stuff I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? Did that come from your parents? Like, what do you think that came from? Um, yeah, I mean, my parents are both hardworking, but I think a lot of it was that, um, I mean, I, I grew up in, I love my family and I have, I have a really beautiful family and we all have a really lovely relationship now, but at the time, you know, my parents were really working hard. Um, you know, I basically woke up in the morning and would take myself to school and I would come home afterwards and do my homework. Like I was really independent kid. And, um, I think theater was just like an outlet for, you know, like just the challenges of growing up in a broken home and, and, you know, just being an adolescent, like, I think that I just was really art, like my, my origin of my relationship with my art was always as like a, an escape or somewhere to channel like big, strong feelings. Right. Um, and it still is that for me in a lot of ways, but I think back then the impetus was definitely like, how can I just stay busy? And I had, you know, all this angst and like, just big, big life stuff that I was working through. And so um, I think a lot of it was just like how to stay busy and, and yeah. cope with life's challenges. Yeah. I love it. Love it. And Nipomo is like a small town too, even though it's in California, it's like two hours from LA, right? So, so it's not really like in that scene. It, it, can, it feels like a small town. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, I went to LA later in life and it was a big culture shock. Like <laughs> even though I grew up in California, it was like very small town. Yeah. Totally. You know, Katie, and your story is so fascinating in so many ways. I feel like, you could, you know, you could already write a book, honestly, in your, your <laughs> mid-30s, like you said. Not only your incredible acting background, but the same with music. And you're in Nashville now. You know, we, we're here as well. We're in the Gulch. What was kind of like that nudge, Katie, like that pushed you here to Nashville? And you said to yourself, Katie, you know what? I've done Broadway. I've acted my chops off. I really want to see what I can do with my music now. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I remember having a very distinct, like, feeling overwhelm me, like, I have to go to Nashville. Um, So I had spent eight years in LA, I studied theater there. And then I was just in the city. Um, And then, you know, I did a bit of traveling, I went to India, came back to LA, and then an opportunity came about for me to go to New York, to do the Broadway show. So I went to New York. And after that, I just didn't want to go back to LA. I felt like I had cut my teeth in that city and it was really a challenging time. My early twenties, it was like, you know, working a lot of different types of jobs while also trying to make music. Um, you know, I had like a really crappy car that was always breaking down. And so it was hard. Like it was like my early twenties in LA were like amazing, but it was also like really hard. So when I, it was a hustle for sure. And so after the Broadway show ended, I was just like, you know, I'd already sold all my stuff. Like I didn't have a car. I moved to New York and basically just started over. So I was like, I don't really want to go back to LA. It doesn't feel like inviting to me. I was really happy to leave it. So I felt like because I wanted to focus on music and I'd always written songs, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into like the craft of songwriting. I felt like Nashville was just like uncharted territory for me. And, you know, probably in another universe, I would have come here a lot sooner, but 
um, I'm glad I came because exactly what I was looking for, which was just like, you know, a little bit more in depth of like focus on the craft of songwriting. And then also I just really wanted to find a, I wanted to find a producer. So yeah, that was what drew me to Nashville. So happy you're here. You're in the right place. Me too. You're in the right place. Yeah. But you mentioned something really interesting. I could talk to you for 17 hours. Unfortunately, we're going to have to move along. But (laughs) you mentioned something about India. I love that Indian story. So let me get this straight for my audience. And and we'll get to the new songs in a sec. But so you, you know, you graduate from UCLA and you're the starlet. You're the queen of the ball of the UCLA Bruins Arts Department. (laughs) And like, yeah, you hustle, but you end up in India in an all-women Bollywood band that toured, right? It toured around the world, right? Is, Is that what happened? Yeah, it was actually my first like proper gig out of out of school. I was playing open mic nights around town, um, just kind of trying to find my way in the music scene in LA. And I ended up like getting asked to join this band um, of like women who were going to um, to India. Basically, in India, they get all the weddings happen between um, October and March because that's the the non monsoon season, so it's not raining. So everybody gets married during that time. And, you know, Indian weddings are very extravagant. So, um, yeah, I went over there for six months. We did, I think, 18 shows. And it was like 500 bucks a show or something. Like, it was the most I'd ever been paid for, you know, to to gig at that time. So, yeah, it was a really fun experience and ended up kind of inspiring the record I came back to L.A. to make. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love that story, Katie. Thanks for sharing it. And, you know, Calico, such a beautiful album. And listening to it, Katie... Can't, couldn't help but notice that there's like these beautiful layers and, and some not so beautiful, but like you kind of came out with beauty after hard stuff like divorce, right? Like as, it, as a divorcee myself, like I saw a little bit of that. Mm. How were you able to channel kind of like those roller coasters of a divorce into a song? Because, you know, it sounds so kind of easy or like, but like, I'm not an artist, mm. Katie, but I respect the shit out of people like you that are able to kind of like make be- beautiful four minute pieces of art out of that. Like, how do you do it? Man, that means a lot. Um, it's not easy. It's definitely um, a process of kind of, you know, I think with me, there's that initial spark. I knew that I wanted to convey like the depth of what I had been through in terms of just like new motherhood, divorce, grief, um, And I'd been doing a lot of work around like just shifting patterns. You know, I think I got really into like the study of attachment styles and being an anxious, needy person or someone who's codependent, you know what I mean? Like I was really trying to understand why I am the way that I am based on my family of origin or just cultural conditioning. Like I grew up watching Disney movies and thinking that fantasies were real, that I could like fall in love in this really romantic way. And I think a lot of us have been misled and it's led, at least for me, it led me into like a really unhealthy relationship pattern. And so, um, you know, I think part of it was that I was taking some of the work that I was doing, like with my life coach and just trying to figure out, you know, how can I shift these patterns? And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, it's like loving yourself and like recognizing your own value outside of whether or not someone is reciprocating that love was like a big theme for, for me during this time. And so I wanted to convey that in the album. So a lot of the songs kind of focus on, on that and just that journey of kind of blooming into, into your autonomous version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like hearing you talk, these are the values and the same sonically in your album that 
some, someone like Joni Mitchell has. And it's funny because she was such a big inspiration for you. You know, you know, her album blew turned 50 a couple of years ago and you did a lot of stuff with that. Um, why did Joni resonate so deeply with you from like a younger age, Katie? Man, she feels like a mother to an entire generation. I don't know. It's like, I, I remember very distinctly, you know, my mom and I having typical mother daughter, you know, headbutting in my teenage years. And she kind of just like, she was like, here, just listen to this. I, I feel like you're going to like this. And I remember from like the moment I heard all I want and that kind of like, pulsing vibration of that first song and just the the way that her voice soared the truth that she expressed um I don't know it just it spoke to me and I mean I, I'm certainly not the only one she's she's spoken to an entire generation of men and women but I think she just has a way of capturing um really complex things that were very very personal but because she was so specific in in her experience of it there's like some, there's a saying I really love, which is like the more personal it gets, the more universal it becomes. And I think Joni really encapsulates that. Like yeah. her, she spoke her experience, but it was like something we could all understand. Do you think Katie, that that's why, I don't know if you were here a couple of weeks ago, at least from when we we're taping this, when, when uh, Taylor Swift had her shows in, in Nashville. Yes. And, yes. And I'm sure you saw, you know, Swifties kind of overrun the city and all that stuff. Like the gulch was like, insane but anyway that's a whole different conversation but but do you think that that's kind of like her appeal with like the younger generations just like the way you describe Joni like Taylor just kind of talks to like all those girls yeah you know for as much like uh criticism as she's gotten over the years and I'll admit like I haven't always been a fan but she's really earned my respect with her just prolificness as a writer and and her her talent as a writer and I think for sure she's resonating on a deep level um on the, some of those same themes like she's not so different from Joni in that in that way like um you know just really personal intimate details about right like love and the desire for love and and how easily um you can fall in love and how fickle love can be and absolutely i think that's definitely the connection point for her and and so many of her fans it's funny i had i had my record release um on the friday that she was here yeah and we're so and we're so pumped we missed it and actually thank you for bringing that up uh and thank you for your time just have a couple more questions for you but your Mm -hmm. album release show you had one here in nashville at the bowery bowl we had a previous commitment mm-hmm. and you had one in the West Coast. I heard the one yeah. here was awesome and beautiful and it was a beautiful crowd. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you about the one in the West Coast because you go yeah. to the Hotel Cafe, which is kind of an iconic singing songwriting venue there. I was there last year. and But you go in, Katie, kind of like the newer Katie book, like like a newer model. And, and you go to your old stomping grounds in LA with this. How did that feel to kind of like take this art that is like, it's like a, it's the same person, but you're not, you know? Yeah, your whole description of that is very accurate. The last time I played Hotel Cafe, I was very pregnant with my son. And I was kind of nervous coming back because, you know, that's almost six years ago. Actually, I guess it would be about six years. And I wasn't sure if, you know, so much life had happened in between. And I wasn't sure if I was going to even have a draw. But it was so amazing. Like the room was really full. It was packed out. Um, lots of old faces and new friends and family. And, um, and it was really heartwarming to be able to go. I actually was able to hire majority of my old band back, which 
was so cool because back in the day when we were all in our early 20s, like we were all just getting started. And now like my old drummer, Rob, is playing for Casey Musgraves. And, you know, like we've all come up together now. And so it was like, it, it felt so, so good. It was like such a nice, successful last little kind of promotional event for the record and it was it was really heartwarming yeah so it had like you had like a positive kind of like homecoming not like a heavy absolutely oh no absolutely so positive and I was like pleasantly surprised by that actually it was like okay yeah people are out there they're listening like they remember and um it felt good to kind of show up with a a new collection of songs that I felt like were more mature and just like reflective of all that had happened in that space of time. Wonderful, Katie. Well, l- let me leave you with this, you know, talking to you, you know, talking to people like you sometimes, like the story of the artist is different than you, you, you start coming in. Your story is one of resilience. Like you can tell Katie that you're like so strong and you've overcome and created such beauty out of like toughness. Uh, and that's like, th- that's awesome. So I wanted to ask you, what does 2023 Katie book would tell someone, you know, a 19 year old Katie, because you're, you're a badass right now. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. I really do think like resilience is like a life word for me. Um, and it wasn't ever something that I set out to like create for myself, like these challenges that I've had to overcome, but I'm really proud of standing here and, and I'll be completely transparent. Like there are days that I really do still doubt and still question and wonder like, you know, like what am I doing? But I think the biggest thing that I've learned and a big theme that I've been kind of marinating on lately is like to really, and it's kind of what over again is about on the record. Like we are only the sum of our experiences. And so if we feel super cringy about ourselves, then we'll never share. And I think like there's the creation of the art, but then there's the sharing of the art Mm. and it never like, it never makes the full, like it can't have its full journey if it isn't shared. And you have to kind of honor the parts of you that have made you who you are, even if you've outgrown them or evolved, like someone out there is going to be resonating with where you are in life. And I think it's really generous of artists to give of themselves as uncomfortable as it can be. And so I'm just going to continue doing that and growing and being proud of you know, my story and, and all that has brought me to this moment. Right on. Right on, Katie. You've said it all for today. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much for your time. Uh, this, this album is fantastic and we can't wait to cross paths with you. So thank you so much. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. I appreciate it. Bye. See ya. Bye. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.